Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am Bird. That is Jake. Happy Saturday, which can only mean one thing, Jake. Welcome to the mailbag, sir. How are to you? The mail- to the mailbag, indeed. What's up, buddy? Week 13. Week 13. We're we're here. We are, in fact, here. That- <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Two weeks... Two weeks away until we're doing a mailbag for the fantasy playoffs. Got that right. Which got that right. Which, by the way, if you did not listen to the week thirteen preview show last night, that came out on uh, on Wednesday. Of course, this is Thursday. We're recording this on Thursday. We're hearing this on Saturday. Um, if you didn't listen to that show yet, a what are you doing? B on that show, I had made mention that on. Thursday on Wednesday, December 14th, I believe is the day. Let me just check the calendar again to clarify. Yep. December 14th, Wednesday, two weeks from, well, a week and a half from now, going into week 15. December 14th is when Jake and I will be recording the mailbag. So get your questions in for week one fantasy playoffs. Week 15 on December 14th before 5 p.m. Eastern. So let's go into the injury news. And we'll obviously be updating things that we talked about on Wednesday's program and hopefully not bringing you any new information, but probably will be bringing you new information because this is the National Football League and we're in December. So uh, let's start in Kansas City. Kadarius Tony and Jarek McKinnon did not practice on Wednesday. Both are dealing with hamstring injuries. Jake, is this really, really, really good news for Isaiah Pacheco or just good news? It's good news. Should score. Antonio Gibson mispracticed, mispracticed on Thursday with a foot injury, did practice in limited capacity on Wednesday. Interesting to monitor if this is a rest day or not, but we'll have to wait and see with Antonio Gibson. Russell Gage did practice on Thursday for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Looks like he could be ready to go for Monday night versus New Orleans. Rex Burkhead did not practice. He is still in concussion protocol. Jalen Warren practiced in full on Thursday as he recovers from a hamstring injury. On the opposite side of that, Najee Harris remains sidelined practice on Thursday. He's dealing with an oblique. Stock is up, 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 up for Jalen Warren right now. Oh, absolutely, especially with the matchup against Atlanta. Yeah, we we have questions about Jalen Warren in this mailbag. I am almost confident that we do. Oh, yeah, we do. Jamar Chase, limited practice Thursday as he recovers from his hip injury. Still looking like he's going to give this a chance to go against the Kansas City Chiefs, but obviously Check back on Friday, make sure that there have been no setbacks, and of course, make sure that you follow the inactives in the build-up to said game. Staying in Cincinnati, Joe Mixon practiced in limited capacity on Thursday. He is dealing with a concussion. Justin Fields logged a full practice on Thursday as he is dealing with, of course, the AC joint sprain in his non-throwing shoulder. So it does look like Justin Fields We'll be back on Sunday versus the Green Bay Packers. To Jacksonville, Zay Jones practiced in a limited capacity again as he deals with a chest injury. 
Travis Etienne limited in practice with the foot. Mike Williams did not practice on Thursday for the Los Angeles Chargers. Jake, are we getting really concerned that we're not going to have Mike Williams this week? Yeah, a little concerned to say the least. May want to rest him for a week before a big-time game against the Dolphins next week. Josh Palmer's a must-play? I would say so if there's no Mike Williams. David Njoku not practicing again on Thursday as he deals with a knee injury. Kevin Spansky did say on Wednesday that this was a brand-new ailment for David Njoku. So, Jake, not good for Njoku's chances of playing on Sunday. Not at all. Von Miller was placed on injured reserve. The Bills hope to have him back for the playoffs, but obviously no guarantees with that. Uh, Daniel Bellinger, limited practice Thursday as he recovers from the eye injury. Bridgie James, also limited practice Thursday as he tries to come back from a knee. Darius Slayton did not practice on Thursday. He is dealing with an illness. Not a super concern as of yet, but definitely something to monitor on Friday's injury reports. Logan Thomas, limited in practice Thursday. He's dealing with a rib injury. Lamar Jackson, this was a big one that literally happened after we went off the air on Wednesday. Lamar Jackson left practice on Wednesday with a quad injury, was practicing on Thursday with the quad injury listed on the injury report. So something to monitor. Looks like Lamar Jackson's going to be fine, that he is going to play, but definitely one to just keep in mind and maybe if you don't want to really risk that because i mean let's just face it lamar has not been that great if you don't want to risk it and there's a better option out there like deshaun watson then maybe that's something you could pivot towards but you would really have to be something very close for you to consider benching lamar jackson agreed uh kj hamler suffered a setback in his recovery from the hamstring injury so it does look like kj hamler uh will be missing a bit more time if not the rest of the season because he is on the Denver Broncos and they stink. Jerry Judy not practicing on Thursday as is Russell Wilson. He is not practicing on Thursday so this could be a veteran rest day uh, but very interesting that after not appearing on the injury report on Wednesday Russell Wilson has a DNP next to him on Thursday. Carson Wentz did not practice on Thursday as he is dealing with an illness. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to the Saints. Mark Ingram limited practice on Thursday as he's dealing with a foot injury, a brand new injury for Mark Ingram. But if he only really has some some fantasy value, if you are a Alvin Kamara manager, uh, Jawan Johnson did not practice on Thursday for the Saints. He is dealing with an ankle injury. This also is a brand spanking new ailment at a position which a lot of people were very hopeful for. Jawan Johnson could be a steady presence, and now. He could be hurt, so something to monitor as we go through the weekend. Jarvis Landry, limited at practice on Thursday. He has been dealing with an ankle injury for the majority of the season, so to see him listed is not a surprise. Brandon Cooks, limited practice on Thursday for the Texans. He is dealing with a calf injury. Uh, he is just a very, very risky play at this point. Is that correct, Jake? That is correct, sir. Aaron Rodgers did practice on Thursday. Thumb and rib injuries. Jake, are you starting Aaron Rodgers versus the Bears? Um, nah, not really. Unless I didn't have another option. Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Garoppolo? I think I'd still go Rodgers. Rodgers or Jared Goff? Rodgers. Really? Yeah, I think I would. 
Eh, it's, I'd, I'd go golf, actually. You're right. Home game. Okay. Uh, Aaron Jones, shin and glute injuries remain limited practice on Thursday. A.J. Dillon remained limited in practice. He is dealing with a quad. Devonta Smith, limited in practice. He's dealing with a groin injury. Zach Pascal limited. He is dealing with a groin injury. Chase Claypool practiced in full on Thursday. So upgrade from his limited status on Wednesday. He is good to go for Sunday versus the Packers. Leonard Fournette logged a full practice on Thursday. Jake, does this worry you at all for the potential of Rashad White Monday night? Definitely handicaps it. There's no denying that. Would you start? Would you start Rashad White or Damian Pierce? I would go White. Would you start Leonard Fournette or Damian Pierce? Lenny. Would you rather Rashad White or Ezekiel Elliott? Zeke. Fournette or Zeke? Zeke. Rashad White, or I'll give you one more here. Rashad White or Isaiah Pacheco? Pacheco. Fournette or Pacheco? Pacheco. I'll give you one more. Rashad White or David Montgomery? Montgomery. Fournette or Montgomery? Montgomery. Okay. Uh, Betty Snell, limited practice on Thursday. Christian McCaffrey did return to practice on Thursday for the 49ers, so good good news for the hearts of all of his fantasy managers. Traylon Burks missed practice on Thursday. He is dealing with an illness. Check the injury reports on Friday for the status of Traylon Burks if he returns. Debo Samuel did not practice on Thursday, Jake, after we talked shit about him on Wednesday. We talked shit about him, and he's not gonna and he's not playing. Yeah, I can't say I'm too surprised. Nope, he is dealing with a quad injury. Um, after not after practicing in a limited capacity on Wednesday, then there's nothing on Thursday. A little concerning. Check the Friday injury reports. Could be a rest day. We don't know yet. Uh, let's see anything else here. And then uh, Trevor Simeon did not practice Thursday with an oblique injury, so it does look like Justin Fields will be back and ready to go. Um, otherwise, it's going to be Nathan Peterman for uh for the Bears against the Packers and we all know how the last sighting of Nathan Peterman uh went. Okay. <clears throat> 1 to 20. Split the deck. Number 10. This is from Alex. Jake, where is our good friend Alex from? Portland, Oregon. Beautiful place this time of year. Shout out, Portland. Merry Christmas to everyone in Portland. Alex needs one. Tom Brady or Daniel Jones? Um, I think I'd go Jones, but I'd understand playing Brady for the Monday night appeal. Yeah, so I have Daniel Jones at 17. I have Tom Brady at 16. Uh, back to back for me, I'm going Brady. I I, I don't really love either. To be I don't love either. Yeah, but I, I could see going Brady for the Monday Night Allure. Yeah, I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to go. I can't just not play Tom Brady on Monday Night Football. My other option is Daniel Jones. I mean, who was this? This was Alex. Alex, 
Um, if Mike White is available, I would rather start Mike White over both of them. And I would too. So that's a way you could pivot. If Derek Carr is available, I'd rather start Derek Carr. Um, Jared Goff, I'd rather start Jared Goff over both of them as well. So there, there, there are options that are that are out there. Uh, Jake, would you rather start uh, Garoppolo over both of them, or Garoppolo over one, or over neither? I would start Garoppolo over both, to be completely honest with you. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in that Miami, uh, San Francisco game. Yeah, sure, I could buy that. I could yeah, buy that I for think sure. so. I think I'd go with Jimmy. Ten gone. Uh, number two. Number two, this is from Eric. Eric is from Tel Aviv, Israel. Eric needs two in Superflex. Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, and the first one of the day, Deshaun Watson. All really good options. I think I would go with the first two just for the safety valve. I, I really would. Uh, yes, I would too. I would go with Herbert. I would go with Lawrence. Sit Watson as, as enticing as it is and let him shake off the rust on your bench. And you're going to have great options with Herbert and, and with Trevor Lawrence. That's that's not a problem. You're going to be Agreed. fine. Uh, two and ten are gone. Nineteen. Nineteen. This is from Hank. Jake, where is Hank from? Hank is from Beverly Hills, California. We love the stars. We love we love the stars. Which which uh, which Hollywood star is on your mind today? Honestly, every day uh, Adam Sandler's on my mind. Well, he's oh. not really from Hollywood, but. Yeah, I guess. I was gonna say he's in he's in New York. Yeah, guy, to Hollywood. <laughs> nah. Um. All right. Well, I mean, if we really had to think about what star from Hollywood, I don't really love Hollywood. To be completely honest with you. Um, really, you're, you're not a, you're not a big Hollywood guy, huh? We do love the stars, but I don't really love the stars. <laughs> um. I don't know, man. Uh, let's go, Jennifer Aniston. She's you know she's always somewhere. She's lovely, lovely, talented actress. Um. For me, I'm going. For me, Rick Blaine has been on the mind tonight, considering I am watching uh, Casablanca tonight after Thursday night football. So um, Humphrey Bogart, Humphrey Bogart is on the mind today. A very, very, very handsome man. Uh, Hank, he needs two in Superflex. Justin Fields, the aforementioned Deshaun Watson again, and then whomever is starting for the Baltimore Ravens, so Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley. I know you'd say to play. Watson, but I'm I'm going with Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson. I'm going Justin Fields and Deshaun Watson. That's fair. Yep. Uh, two, ten, nineteen, gone. Five. Five. This is from Bobby. Bobby is from. Bobby is from our good friends in Tokyo, Japan who won Group B today over Spain and Germany. Congratulations to Japan. They are moving on to the last 16 of the World Cup. Did they clean the stadium after? Of course they did. Come on now. <laughs> Arigato gozaimasu to all my people in Japan. We love Japan. Great people. Bobby from Tokyo, Japan. He needs three in full. T. Higgins, D.K. Metcalf, Darius Slayton, Cortland Sutton, George Pickens. I'd go Higgins, Metcalf, Pickens. I would go Higgins, Metcalf, and Pickens. Yeah. Yep. That's how I have it. 2 5, 10, 19 are gone. Number one. Number one. This is from Jacob. Jake, Jake, where is Jacob from? 
Jacobs from. Nah, I'm not. A, I'm not a Jacob. So I know you're not a Jacob. So it, not a Jacob. So it's, nah. it, it, they're antonyms of each other. Not exactly. Yeah, nah, nah, no Jacobs. Uh, Jacob is from Arlington, Texas. Great place. Great place with great people. Uh, Jacob, he needs one. The aforementioned once again. We're just cleaning him out before we can even talk about him anymore. Deshaun Watson or Geno Smith? Give me Geno. Yeah, that that's kind of where I draw I draw a little bit of a line. I would go Geno. Very very G- close though. I do get a little worried. Geno's going to burn people when when I really I get worried about that. Well, I, I mean, we've, been, and, we've been talking about the potential for Geno to burn people now for I feel like the last playoff schedule is a little difficult. Uh yeah, it's it's a little difficult, getting a little difficult, but at the same time. We've been waiting on the Geno burn for the last two months. I know, but it's tough because I have Geno in two leagues, one of which I have Josh Allen. I'm obviously not going to play him over Josh. I I wanted to if Josh Allen had it. I remember I texted you that. I'm like, yo, Josh Allen keeps burning me. Geno's putting up over 20 every week. This, this, was, this was on but, Thanksgiving, mind you. Just this was before the fourth context. quarter. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? That worked out. Even though Josh Allen only scored like four more than Geno on Sunday. So you know what you need to do? You know what you need to do on Sunday? Third quarter of the Baltimore game, you need to text me and you just start bitching about Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Maybe I do have Lamar Jackson in the league too. He's been. I know me. you do. I know you um, do. You're his biggest fan. But I have Dak and Geno because I'm in four. Yeah, four. Then I have Dak and Geno, and Dak's playoff schedule is really good. And Dak's it's like, playoff schedule I, is very good. I know, and like that's I can see. I kind of hope Geno like gives me a reason not to play him before the playoffs. But I would go Geno. Well, sure, you you have a reason to, to go with Dak and Geno because Dak in Week 15 plays Jacksonville, Geno in Week 16 plays Kansas City, and then in Week 17 Dak plays Tennessee. I know. Well, it's tough. Geno's been hot, but I would or, go Geno. Or if you want the revenge game narrative, Week 17 Geno plays the Jets. Yeah, he ain't getting revenge against the Jets. That's weird. Yeah, I don't think he's getting revenge. This is a different Jets team. I trust. I, I, you know what? I trust Gino. I trust him. I don't know. I trust him. Gino kind of burned me though a couple times this year. He hasn't been all perfect. Uh, I can tell you what. I have a super flex team that is hanging on for dear life, and it was if it wasn't for Gino Smith, I would be dead. Yeah. So Gino. Thank you I want to so play. Much. I want to play Superflex next year. I think I'm telling one of my leagues it's either got to be Superflex. So I'm going to find. I, I Superflex is fun. Like imagine Superflex. you had Justin Fields in Superflex this year, you'd be killing it right now. Uh there's a team that I that I saw that has uh, a duo of Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. Yeah, you got to be killing it. If that's the yeah. case. Yeah, yeah I got to and... do that next year. Oh hell yeah, Superflex. We'll Superflex is a is a lot of fun for all the non Superflex people out there. Superflex is a fun time. Yeah. One, two, five, ten, nineteen are gone. Number fourteen. Fourteen. This is from Steven. Steven is from Palo Alto, California. And by the way, I want to thank all the listeners that submitted questions that were not start or sit decisions, or we don't have one great to trade this week. Deadline we don't have done. yeah, they're pretty much done. We don't have any dilemmas. We just have a, we have a, this is like the first week that we've had just true general questions about like, about just things, which is, which is like nice, like very open-ended sort of. All right. Well, discussion. what's the, what's the question here? 
So this question from Stephen is number one of those open-ended discussion questions. Stephen asks, should most points for get the final playoff spot in every league? Mm-mm. Nah. I like to run fantasy a little bit like the regular NFL, although the tiebreaker is not head-to-head for me. I think that's kind of BS. But come on, man. I mean, like, you know, yeah, congrats. You scored the most points uh, that's vying for the playoffs. But guess what? You didn't win. Like, winning has to count for something, in my opinion. Absolutely agree. The only thing that I would say is – the people who do the points for tiebreak is because you play with people who are always going to say it. They're unlucky. The super flex league that I'm in, we get rid of the luck factor because we play two opponents a week. So if you go up against the highest scoring team of the week, who puts up 220 points and you have a great team that puts up 180 but you're not going to beat the guy that puts up 220. You're still probably going to go up against somebody that's going to put up 150. You'll beat them. You'll be one and one. No harm, no foul. That's a way you can also do it is depending on the size of your league. I mean, you could do it for any size league, really. Um, But do two opponents a week and you decide the final playoff spot on re- you keep it on record, but then if there's a tie on record, you then default to head to head instead of points four, where you make you make those wins like Jake said mean something. Yeah, it's it, winning. Winning has to. Mean I agree. Something at the end of the day, I agree. I agree. Now, now, what I would say is for a keeper or a dynasty league, I like that. Nah. I'll tell you again, why. it's about winning. Sure, sure. But you also want to prevent some form of tanking. Well, we have a very strict no tanking policy because if there's tanking, it's it's very simple. I'll set your lineup for you. <laughs> like I, I'm well, being serious. So nobody even I don't, really I don't think I'm not fooling around. I don't think that that's an issue. I think people will set their lineups regardless. Like I don't think people are pulling their lineups and leaving an empty lineup. That's beyond tanking. But I'm talking about tra- trading off, selling off, and the trading off, selling off is valid to me, man. I mean, that's kind of like the actual NFL. Like, if you want to trade assets for picks and rebuild, I, I think that's perfectly valid. I mean, now, now if you're trading guys like, you know, I had to step, I rarely veto a trade in the league, but like last year, somebody was doing some nonsense. It was like McCole Hardman for CD Lamb, and like it was like McCole Hardman and uh, Mark Ingram for C.D. Lamb and uh, Antonio Brown at the time. It's like, okay, I'm going to step in here. This this, this isn't happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, use, you use the points for it. I agree, I agree with you. You should be able to sell off and do what you want to do. Points for but is a good lottery system, though. You encourage that selling off manager, hey, if you're going to sell off, there is a way for you still to get in, even though your record is, let's say, 0-7. You still have a chance at it. Yeah, chances but if you are want to sell you, off, be my guest. The chances are if you're 0-7, you're not gonna <laughs> qualify for anything. Put it this way. I'll, I'll I'll I had a team in one in my keeper league this year. He had the third most points in the league. He had the most points against. He was 0 6. 
I got to be honest with you. That's I, I'm second to last in a league, and I have the third most points in the league. Yeah, it could have, it could be valid. Yeah, just yeah. screwed. He, like I put up one seventy six just... in a week and lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that made me really want to quit. That's why, like, I hate redrafts. I, I I'm trying to get away from honestly a lot of redrafts because I think it's all bullshit. I, I enjoy I enjoy my redrafts. I enjoy them. I hate it. Like I, I, I no it. strategy involved. Like with keepers or some type of strategy. I, I'm not gonna do a standard. I'll do one standard redraft next year. Well, we do keepers every other year, but this is a league that's been going on since I was in the eighth grade. So like, what am I gonna do? You know, not play. And I'm the commissioner. But mm. that's it, my man. It's dynasty and superflex after that. And guillotine, if you if you're uh, looking to step up with the big boys, mm, I, I you know what it is with honestly, like I I said no to that. Uh, maybe maybe I'll reconsider. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with guillotine. That's the guillotine. That's nice. If you lose early, it's one less thing to worry about. I don't like having to root for all these guys. Next year, I'm looking to keep it basic. I think three leagues next year is is my target. Oh, I wish four. I can't, I, you know, I'm not like you. Like, like you know, I, I get too frustrated and, like, it affects. Like, I have such a good time watching a football game not having a bet in or fantasy, really. See, see, I actually have, I've gotten used to fantasy. I mean, I'll be, I'll be very upfront. I mean, I have not placed a wager, a sports wager in over a year. It's, it's really such a smart decision. I don't really do it either anymore, but, like, it's just yeah, not worth it, the stress, man. It, it exactly with fantasy. But fantasy, it, it gets fantasy, me gets me more heated than betting. See, not with me, not Buzz. with me, because I think because I think I'm just enveloped by it all day. That are you in a personal like rivalry league? Because a lot of my leagues, oh it gets, yeah, it gets extremely like you know. Oh yeah, I, I'm not. I don't really like fool around. Like you know, you, you, there, there's no such thing as friendly banter with me. That's why I think people kind of like wisened up to, to that over the years. Sure, I mean, I I have my I have my keeper league. It's been going on for five six years, and I it gets me I, heated. I am in group text with them. I'm in multiple leagues with them, and I they're in my home watching football with me on Sundays. So yeah, you I know, can't we're, do it. I we're get chatting heated. shit to each other to our faces, and we're, wa- we're watching the game. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have I have my home leagues, which are super competitive, and then I have my my work and industry leagues, which are just as competitive too, because everyone wants to be able to say that they have a leg up on so and so from so and so. Yeah, no, I don't like it. So we're gonna, I gotta, I gotta stick, I gotta, I gotta re- reassess things <laughs> at the end of the year to make things less annoying and aggravating. And that was the that was our first discussion question. So <laughs> that that took about five minutes. I think yeah. that was the most. I think that was the most dense discussion that we've had for a question of the mailbag all year. <laughs> yeah, good. Is someone ask, how do you do a guillotine league? Or like, no, we there's get, no like, questions three, about every a guillotine. Thank month. God. Um, one, two, five, ten, fourteen, nineteen are gone. Nine. Nine. This is from Daniel. Jake, where is Daniel from? Moscow, Russia. The Kremlin. The Kremlin. They didn't get represented in the World Cup, did they? No, they got banned. Oh, they got banned. Oh. Yeah, they got banned. <laughs> they got banned. Well, well uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, Daniel, 
He is asking, who are, who are the best stashes for playoffs defenses? Daniel, what I will say what I will say to you in an effort to save time, because we just spent about 10 minutes talking about one question and probably going to be spending, you know, an additional 25 minutes talking about a few other questions. Um, we did a whole show on this. We recorded that show on Tuesday. It was Adam and I. Uh, you can go listen to that entire show. It's about 45, 50 minutes. And instead of us rushing through answers right now, uh, there is a whole show that you could listen to that is 45 minutes long that you could listen to uh, released on Tuesday. So there you go. Sorry, cop out answer, but we're going to try and not make the mailbag. Long story short, go ahead, the Chiefs. Yes, yes. And then then go listen to the show. Correct, (laughs) correct. Uh, We'll give you two free ones. Traylon Burks and the Kansas City Chiefs. There you go. One, two, five, nine, ten, fourteen, nineteen are gone. Three. Three. This is from Thomas. Thomas is from where I'm going to be in two weeks from today. San Juan, Puerto Rico. Thomas, he needs three and a half. Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Amonra St. Brown, Christian Kirk, Christian Watson. All very good options, but it's the first three for me. I would go Amari Cooper, Amonra St. Brown, and Christian Kirk. I would Nah, you got to play Evans on Monday Night Football. Against against the Saints, though? Against the Saints. The Saints suck, bro. They've had his number, dude. Is Lattimore going to play? Trending that way. Nah, I would still play the first three. I would play Christian Watson over Christian Kirk this week for what it's worth. You would play Christian Watson against the Bears over Christian Kirk versus the Lions? Did you see what Garrett Wilson did to the Bears last week? I would. I, I'm not. I'm not. They're both great starts. I would just. I would, I would rather play Kirk with a healthy I, I, Trevor Lawrence. Healthy was, Lawrence. Zay Jones is like emerging. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would. I, I'm sticking with Kirk. I'm sticking with it. These are all great options. I mean, honestly, you could make a case that with the way Mike Evans has been, that he could be potentially last in this list. I like it. I. I. I just have a hard time sitting Mike Evans, bro. But you know what's crazy about this is who's in the most unstable offense right now? It's probably Evans. Mm, Packers offense kind of blows, but still Watson but is Christian just... Christian Watson yeah. gets his. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think you can't really go wrong either way, but I would go with the first three. I wouldn't get cued here. I wouldn't. I, I just can't leave Mike Evans on a bench when that's like a potential like three touchdown day at any given moment. Interesting, because I don't think it's getting cute at all. I think it is. I think Mike Evans right now is just name value. Do you know how many touchdowns he scored this year by any chance? Which makes me think they're coming. Three. It, exactly. And my, is is he? Uh, how many yards does Mike Evans have this year? Out of curiosity, uh, he has a, he has more yards at this point this year than he did last year. It's the complete opposite. He has seven hundred and two yards on fifty one catches. All right, so the streak will continue. Yeah, I, I'm still starting Mike Evans on primetime football. I'm sorry. With Tom Brady, come on. And I would start the guy in the shootout. I'm taking the matchup here as silly as that is. Um, but if you want to play Evans on Monday night, I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame you. Yeah. I just think with Evans, he gives you more burn potential, especially going up against Lattimore, where we all know he's got the potential to uh, start a little bit of ruckus. 1, 2, 3, 5, 9, 10, 14, 19, gone. 6. Six, this is from Brandon. Jake, where is Brandon from? Brandon is from Nashville, Tennessee. 
Brandon needs two and a half. Chris Godwin, C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, Adam Thielen. It's oh, he needs two. That's Ooh. that's a lot of. Uh, it's certainly not Adam Thielen. Um, you can't I would play three. I know. I'd try to find a way. I would find a way to play three. I would probably go. It's Lamb Honest, and Brown for me. Honestly, I would not blame you to play Godwin over seed. The, the Colts are stingy against receivers, bro. They are. They I are. don't know. It's definitely A.J. Brown is one of them. And Godwin, If I mean, if you think Mike Evans is going to have uh, – Godwin has notoriously had good days against the Saints because Evans he has. is – No, he has. And it's Monday night. I wouldn't blame you to go – I would see how your matchup is going, to be completely honest with you. I don't think CeeDee Lamb is going to erupt on Sunday Night Football. I think he's going to have a very – I don't think he's going to have a bad game, but I think he could have, like, a modest day, like a figure like 15 to 20. Like, I, would, I wouldn't be okay. shocked. Like no, I actually, I actually like that approach. But I think if you need a big, big night, I think you save that last prayer for Monday Night Football. Sure. I actually like that. That's what I, I actually do. like that. If you want safety, you want safety, you go you go Lamb because you know he'll get his. If you want that boom potential, you go Godwin on Monday night. Off of a 30-point performance, too. I like that a lot. That's a, that's a very, very, very good call. 1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 9, 10, 14, 19 are gone. 16. 16. We have another discussion question. This is from Ryan. Ryan is from... Uh, he's from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Ryan asks, will there be more of an emphasis on taking tight end early next year because of how bad they have been this season? Define early. I think maybe he means Travis Kelsey, top end of the second, late part of the first. I, I got to be completely honest with you. I think next year will be a better year for tight ends. Let me explain. I think we, we have to pay attention to TJ Hawkinson. Now that he's away from the Detroit Lions and clearly more value to Minnesota. Um, I have a hard time believing Dalton Schultz will have another bad year with Dallas. I think next year he's a, he's a nice bounce back target. He may not be back next year. He's playing on the franchise tag. I have a hard, I think they'll bring him back. I think he kind of shot his value. So I think he'll be affordable for them now. Well, I got, I got more for that in, in, in a second. Unless you just want me to say it now. It strikes me as a one year deal type of guy for next year. Uh, they there are teams out there that would have Dalton Schultz on a multi-year deal, and Dallas has already signaled that they're not willing to do it. That they like what they have with Jake Ferguson, with Peyton Hendershot. So that's kind of who they can they would potentially roll with. Do I see? Well, that? I mean, we'll we'll see what really Schultz goes no, next but year. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely see it. But I think Dalton Schultz is the best that they have. I would agree. I would agree with you. But and we got to see who the quarterback is in uh, Atlanta. You get a real quarterback in there. Maybe Kyle Pitts gets something going. I think that's a good tight end to have. I, and he won't have post-hype. I think Kyle Pitts could be a, a quality option for a team. Um, that dude from Notre Dame is going to be a stud. Yeah, um, Michael Mayer. Mayer's nice. Yeah, he he's better good. than Tyler Eifert was coming out of college. Yeah, he's good. I don't know if you remember him. He's um, good. He, he just looks a little bit smaller to me, but he's good. Yeah, he's he's a stud. Yeah. Um. Him and then you got uh, I'm drawing I'm drawing a blank here of the guy that uh, I think Trey McBride could develop next year to be a quality tight end for the Cardinals. I think Zach Ertz, you know, we'll see where he goes and and whatnot. But I think they'll there will be better options next year. I think honestly the problem why and I got burned by this this year 
when you take a Kelsey or an Andrews in the second round, you have to draft a perfect team or else you have to trade one of them because you have holes everywhere. You have to nail the rest of the draft. And it's just something where, you know, I don't really love being forced to have to do that. If I need to trade for one of them, I can get them on a discount. Or there's always a guy or two on waivers every year that turns out to be a startable option and, and a fine option around, a, a, you know, a quality team. I would agree with Jake. I would disagree with Jake. I think we always say that tight end is going to be better and then it ends up not being better. It's got to get better eventually. Eventually, sure. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to be. Um, but what I will say is after this year, the year that Kelsey has had, the year that Andrews had for half of it, if not a quarter of it. I think Andrews is going to be like more of a third, fourth round guy next year, though. Which, which is, is appealing. Which is I'm all over that. Yeah, if, but if I, I gotta case. be honest with you, bro. Like Kyle Pitts in like seven or eight, that's like kind of exciting to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Depending on who's the quarterback there next year, and if if Arthur Smith is gone, which keep our fingers crossed that he is. Um, but I don't think him Arthur Smith's going anywhere next no, year. No, I don't think I don't think so either. But and also, I think Njoku is, is pretty appealing as well with uh, Deshaun Watson for a full year next year. Yeah, sure. So I think tight end will get better now in tight end premium leagues. Yes. Kelsey's worth Kelsey's definitely worth the uh the uh premium draft pick at a oh, tight end premium. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. One, two, three, five, six, nine, ten, fourteen, sixteen, nineteen. Number four. Number four. This is from Luke. Jake, where's Luke from? Lexington, Kentucky. What was that game last night? A disgrace. I don't know, man. RJ, this. And now you my got man, Mitchell. My man Mid- got paid, and he just he decided, all right, I can stop playing basketball now. You got to get rid of Tom Thibodeau. Enough. The problem, uh, you know, yep. why they won't get rid of Tom Thibodeau though? Uh, because they want to promote some sort of stability that they no, know what not, they're doing. Well, they don't want they don't want to tank. That is the latest out of uh, the Knicks. I don't know if you saw. I read a very good article by uh, Ian Begley of SNY. That's the latest that James Dolan is not allowing Leon Rose to uh, go into the tanks and. If they don't, and Leon Rose is not safe with the New York Knicks. What a shock. I can, can't you just see like them getting like a Jay Crowder or someone like that and uh, like trading a first round pick for like some washed up. And and now that Jalen Brunson is hurt, Derek Rose is, is thrusted into the starting lineup. Oh. And, and Emmanuel I quickly, I what, they, they, they couldn't trade him. I don't know what Rick Brunson is doing on the bench. He should be taking care of his son at home. Yeah, and, and Emmanuel quickly they couldn't trade him, but they he's not starting. And uh, nope. Evan Fournier is uh, still under contract for next year. So, yep, kill me. This team is going. That, that nowhere was an embarrassment fast. though last night. That was a game they should have won. Well, we're we're in uh, we're in December, and we're saying that Nick, the next season is over before it even began. So, this is uh, about right for this time of year. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's 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 perfect timing. Luke, he needs two and non. Damian Pierce, Rashad White, Tony Pollard, either Pittsburgh guy, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren. All right, so this is an open-ended one. I would go – I'm definitely starting Tony Pollard. If Najee doesn't play, play Jalen Warren. But – well, who are the other guys again? I'm sorry. It seems like a Damian Pierce, Pierce, Rashad and- White. I would go white. That that's that was the name. I would go white, and uh, 
and Pierce. I wouldn't play or or Najee. I don't know, man. This is tough. I wouldn't play Pierce, bottom line. So I guess you would have to play Najee. I would play Pierce and non. I don't know, bro. They suck. They don't score. Against Cleveland against Cleveland, against a Sean Watson who could be rusty. Against a Cleveland Browns run defense, which concedes big plays against the run, I could see it. Any, I could any worry see that they give Damian Pierce only needs one. Any worry they give you know Benjamin a, a look? Oh, massive concerns, massive concerns about that. But in in non, if this were in half or in full, Damian Pierce is not in the consideration. But because it's in non. And Rashad White, I mean, Rashad White really did not do all that much in the ground on the ground last week. It just, he just caught so many freaking dump offs from Tom Brady, which is why he had a relatively nice day. Pollard, he conceded some of the rushing touchdowns to Zeke. Oh, you're I'm playing going, Pollard. I'm, I'm going Pierce. I'm going Pollard. If there's no Najee, I'm going Jalen Warren over Pollard. I would go. I would go Jalen Warren over Pierce. Um, but I hear. I hear you. Well, honestly, honestly, if if there's no Najee, Warren is probably the best out of the guys that you have in non. Yeah. In full, in full, completely different story. But in non, Warren is probably the best that you have here. If it's him and no Najee. Now, the better question for this is, real quick before we move on, sure. on Christmas Day, are you watching the Knicks or football? Is that even a question? <laughs> is that even a question? Come I know, now. you know. Come on now. That's silly. That's silly talk. I will make, I will make sure to, put, to have an emphasis to watch every basketball game on Christmas except the one that the New York Knicks are playing in. I'll hold you to it. You know me well enough by now. 1 to 6, 9, 10, 14, 16, 19. 18. 18. This is from William. William is from Knoxville, Tennessee. Rocky Top. William asks Is next year another zero RB year? Or do you think the trend will reverse itself? I think the trend is probably going to reverse itself. I think people are going to remember this year how bad uh, running backs have been. Try and go the zero RB approach. It blows up in their faces, and we see an RB renaissance next year. Got to see the backfields. This is a big year of free agents for running backs. Yes, it is. And we also have to consider that um, maybe the most touted Running back, depending on how he tests, according to some, but uh, he passes every eye metric imaginable for me. In B. John Robinson is coming out. You can't, you can't be you can't you can't be more touted than Barkley. The guy was a second overall pick. No, you can't. Be, he's not. He's in the level of. No, I shouldn't say that. He's a level behind what Zeke, Fournette, and Barkley were. Yeah. He's a level behind that, but I think just based on the eye on the eye test and what I've seen him do for the University of Texas horns down this year, he can be as good as them. You gotta remember my buddy Brees Hall is coming back. And and for what it's worth as well, Dallas has Dallas could have a pick, let's say, in the 
early to mid twenties. Not drafting a running back. Really? I don't think they are. Not even a running back from the University of Texas in their own backyard where they have put an emphasis on running the ball. I think, I think he's going to go before that. I really do. Oh, it's definitely possible he goes before that. It, That's it hypotheticals. Definitely possible. But yeah. would I love to see Bijan, former uh, Texas Longhorn, as a Dallas Cowboy? You bet your ass I would. Oh, my God. I mean, if they, if they cut Zeke, then he's absolutely in play. And that will be the talk of every mock draft scenario under the sun from when they cut Zeke to the NFL draft is Bijan Robinson, Texas Longhorn, Dallas Cowboys. 100%. You heard it here first. Could happen. 1 to 6, 9, 10, 14, 16, 18, 19. 7. 7. This is from our good friend. King Charles, Jake, where is our sovereign today? Charles is uh he's living it up after Thanksgiving. He's uh he's at down partying in Miami, Florida. Oh, he's down at South Beach. South Beach. Oh, what a guy. Well, Charles in the in the middle of um having his second and third mimosa had time to uh to reach out with a question. Thank you so much, King Charles. He needs two in full. Miles Sanders. Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Gibson, Kyron Williams, or Jeff Wilson? Give me Sanders, definitely. Give me Jeff Wilson in the revenge game, too. Yeah, give me Sanders and give me Jeff Wilson. Close between Sanders, uh, excuse me, between Jeff Wilson and Zeke. But I would go the revenge game. Pretty close, but I like the revenge game with Jeff Wilson, and he hasn't really given you a reason to bench. So, yeah, that's the one that I would go with. One to seven, nine to 10, 14, 16, 18, 19. Gone. Uh, 20. 20. This is from John and John. Uh, John is from, I mean, he's got to be a, a place where he is just a really, really, really smart guy. Uh, probably pretty good looking too. So we'll say uh, Huntington, New York, because John has asked the best question that I have seen on any mailbag ever. What's that? It is a very retrospective question, and I love these kinds of questions. John asks, very simply, what is the biggest mistake that you made in fantasy this year? That is an amazing question. Biggest mistake I made in fantasy this year. I can give you two that stick out. One was trusting the Baltimore Ravens offense. (laughs) <laughs> two was wow hang on i'm sorry buddy i have to give a better one than that because you mentioned it no sure i mean i, I can give you mine then you, you could think because yeah go easy. on ahead mine's easy um in the league in a league where i had a million draft picks uh in the third fourth and fifth rounds i should have taken travis kelsey in round two in the middle in the middle of round two that was the biggest mistake that i made 100 100 percent I will not live my live that one down because if I took Travis Kelsey with the way that he's been, um, I would be winning this league comfortably. And Big, the fact that I didn't is I kick myself every day. Biggest mistake I made in, in, with my best team was not drafting a quarterback higher because if I had a quarterback, it would be curtains. 
and trusting too much in Brady and Dak to figure it out and not looking around more on the waiver wire for like a Geno. Um, Justin Fields was drafted, but I should have found a I should have found a better option. But I'm I'm banking on Dak's easy playoff schedule in that league because that's my only weakness. If I sent you this lineup, you'd say I don't know how you're going to lose. I think I've even done that before. Like I, I think you, know, you have the one where Jamar Chase was my keeper last yeah, year. That's the one. The Hopkins, AJ Brown, got it's loaded. Yeah, that team's stacked. That team is stacked. So if I had a quarterback, I was banking on either the Brady Godwin stack or or Dak, but hopefully the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe uh, it's a guy on waivers. Maybe Kenny Pickett turns into God. I can pick him up on waivers, but it's not looking that way. Somebody bid $80 for Mike White, too, I might add. What? Yeah. It's just a kid fucking around because his team's done. He just wants to start Mike White. Have him. Have him. One to seven. Nine, 10, 14, 16, 18, 19, 20. Gone. 11. 11. This is from. Mike, I know, Jake, that you had the last one, but I will happily, happily give you this one. Where is our good friend Mike from? East Rutherford. It could be Mike White. It probably is Mike White because he needs two and a half. Juju, Josh Palmer, Drake London, or his good buddy, G-Dub Garrett Wilson. It ain't Drake London. No, oh hell no. Uh, who are the other options besides uh, Juju, Garrett? Juju, Josh Palmer. I'd go Juju and Garrett Wilson. Assuming uh, Juju I'm plays, gonna refer, I'm going to refer to the ranks on this one because I know. I tell I you what, Garrett Wilson sleeper for rookie of the year this year if he finishes strong. Just putting it out there. Yeah, so I I have it, Garrett Wilson, and who'd you say, Juju? Juju, if he plays, if not Palmer. That is what I have. I have Wilson ahead by a lot. Wilson Wilson is my wide receiver 19. I have Garrett Wilson ahead of Mike Evans this week. I, I never no thought Booth. I would say that. No Andrew Booth either. Is I saw a really good um take about Garrett Wilson. Is Garrett Wilson this year's Amon Ross St. Brown? Could be. Could be. Could be. I mean, I, I said it could be Traylon Burks. I mean, he just needs to start scoring for that to happen. But I mean, it could be it could be Garrett Wilson. Could be. One to seven, nine to 11, 14, 16, 18 to 20 are gone. Eight ball. Eight ball. This is from Phil. Phil is from Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Phil needs a flex in full. Brian Robinson, Zay Jones. Traylon Burks, Paris Campbell, or Lat Murray? Torn between Burks and Zay Jones. Honestly, bro, I think I would ride the hot hand with Zay Jones. I know that sounds pretty ridiculous, but I think I would ride the hot hand in a game where, um, you know, should be scoring and the Lions are obviously a terrible defense. Me too. I'd be going Zay Jones. As yep. much as I really wanted to beat Traylon Burks. I would ride I mean, Zay Jones. I really wanted to beat Traylon Burks. Yeah, kind of have to play Jones. It's Zay Jones. It is Zay Jones. 1 to 11, 14, 16, 18 to 20 are gone. So the ones that are remaining, 12, 13, 15, 17. 15. 15. This is from Peter. Jake, where's Peter from? Peter's from Port St. Port St. Lucie. <laughs> can't speak right now. Port St. Lucie. <laughs> 
Florida. I can't speak. Lucy. Lucy. Like, I love Lucy. Port St. Lucy. I don't know what I'm saying. Lucy. Close enough. Uh, Peter from Port St. Lucy, Florida. You see, you did it there. I know I did. I did it on purpose. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just oh, saying. I did it on purpose. It's hard. I, that was that was me mocking you. The, it's tongue twister. <laughs> uh, Peter asks: Is waivers at noon every day a bad idea in leagues where waivers run every day? Well, listen. If you run waivers every day, you're shot in the head. But hi, that's stupid. Why? It's called free agency and waivers. Waivers run after the guys play three o'clock in the morning on Tuesday nights. It's the standard practice. Waivers every day is BS. What if I need a guy? You know, I'm waiting on an injury. I can go out there and add someone. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm, I'm screwed. Well, that's like why that. I think I think waivers every day at noon is actually a very good idea. We've actually talked about this in one of my leagues where we do uh, continuous waivers. Is- I don't like it. Well, A, it prevents from, say, Joe Mixon tears his ACL right now. We get the notifications on our phone. It's first person in the waiver wire to get Samaje Pirine wins the lottery. I like that. I like that. I hate it. I love that. I hate it. It is bogus. It is ridiculous. People have lives. Because I'm always that guy. Congratulations to the people that don't have lives that could sit on their phone. I have a live. I have a life. Oh, I, I'm not saying that you don't. I'm just saying for the people that are attached to their phones 24 seven, that when they see the notification pop up, Oh, got to go to the app. Got to go ahead it right now. <laughs> like, it's funny. Cause like, I'm no, not really like no. that. I just kind of get lucky. Like if that makes sense. But like, I, I, I get, I get I, fair play. No, I see. I think the continuous waivers is great. Because it all it adds the intrigue. It adds what is Maybe everyone going to do? But I will say, I will say with the continuous waivers, and this is something that ESPN does not do. CBS does, ESPN doesn't. CBS allows has a feature that allows free Sunday pickups. So you have your waivers that run at four or five a.m., but then on Sunday waivers unlock, and you can make your free your free ad drops. I like that a lot better. Yeah. Absolutely, which is why I think that noon time for continuous waivers works because you see the injury reports at 1130, you know the inactives, you know the actives, and if you need to make a move, you put a claim in, you wait a half hour, waivers run, you get your guy, boom, done. What what if I need a guy, though, for a Monday or a Sunday night or a 4 o'clock game? Uh, Then you have to have a backup plan ready to go. Okay. All right. That's, well, fair play. Or, or you make sure you make sure your commissioner has has a has a rule that's locked and loaded. Where if you can make an adjunct move, or or if he will help you out with that, then then fantastic. I know that's what I do. I'm I'm pretty lenient with that, just because just because of the fact that you're not allowed the free pickups on Sundays. I think is nonsense. All right. Because you should be allowed to have the free pickups on 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 Sunday. So I'm pretty I am pretty liberal with uh, with that. Fair play. 12, 13, 17. 13. 13. This is from Andy. Andy is from, um, he's from Ithaca, New York. Andy needs one in flex. Tight end premium. Jalen Warren, 
David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, Dalton Schultz. He needs one or how many? Uno. Tight end premium. Uh, say those again. Montgomery, Warren, Swift, Dalton Schultz. I'm going Monty. I would go Monty as well. Yeah. I would go Monty as well. Uh, 12 and 17. 17. This is the question that was going to take the fucking longest. And here we are. I'll try Seven, my best. 17. This is from Paul. Jake, where's Paul from? St. Paul, Minnesota. Fantastic. Paul wants to know who has been the biggest bust and the biggest steal at every position so far. This could be a whole episode. All right. Itself. We'll go rapid fire because I can name a lot off the top of yeah, my head. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's, let's start with the quarterback position. Jake, Easy. Who's been the biggest bust at the quarterback position? You want to say it on three? All right. One, two, three. Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, let's go to the running back position. Uh, okay. I, I have mine. I have mine. All right, it's probably the same guy. I think so. Yours. Maybe. All right. Let's see. One, two, three. Najee Harris. Harris. Okay, good. Right. Oh my we're god! Two for two. Let's fucking go. Oh, the the third one. I know who the third one is, and it's gonna be the same as mine too. Oh, is it gonna be the same? It has to be. It, it has, has to, be. to be. Has to be. Ooh, we've discussed him at great lengths. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. 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 Okay. All right. I know it. I know it. I know it. All right. One, two, three. Debo Samuel. <laughs> three for three. Let's see if we can make it. Let's see if we can make tight it. end. It's got to be the same one too. Uh yeah yeah all right one oh it could be two guys I it, one sticks out one is glaring. Uh, okay all right all right one two three Darren Kyle Waller. Pitts Kyle Ugh. Pitts and yeah. Kyle Pitts Kyle Pitts was the other one I was going I was going back and forth on Waller Waller is pretty close Waller I, you know, I could say Pitts remember when I was telling you in the offseason, don't don't draft Darren Waller this year I thought you were gonna say Kyle Pitts I was gonna say no you did not you liar. Darren Waller, yes, well, he did. Waller, well, it's funny because I didn't draft Pitts, but like I told you, I liked Pitts, but not at the ADP. Waller, yes. I told you, was just going to suck. You did that. That you did. I would give. You, I would give you credit for. And I think we all said that about Pitts. That it was the ADP for a guy that had one touchdown last year was out of control. It was a no go. Next year, post hype, I like him. Yes, yes, I agree. And now we got to go into the biggest steals, the biggest steals. So. With, with the benefit, with the benefit of not having the ADP in front of us, so it's just got to be you know off the mental. All right, we got to go. We know we know exactly who the quarterback is. Uh, yeah, I think I think I know it. Uh, the biggest value, yeah, uh, yeah, probably. A one, two, three, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields. Ah, uh, all right. Jalen, both. Uh, how about how about Joe Burrow? Ah, uh, but not really. He was no, nah, not really. Joe Burrow was the QB four at one point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. There. No, right, I'm so going Justin. I, I heard stuff was a pretty like a six round pick in a lot of leagues where I'm at. I'm going Justin Fields. Like I was undrafted in a lot sure. of leagues. Sure. Yeah. How about Tua? How about Tua too? Tua, but Justin Fields uh, with the rushing upside. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I, 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 I it's, not, it's not a bad, it's not a bad uh, shout at all. Yeah. I'm not gonna hate you for that. Uh the running backs. I have mine. I have mine too. One, two, three. Kenneth Jamal Williams. Oh, good one. Oh, I like Kenneth Walker, too. But how about Jamal Williams? Jamal, Jamal Williams is a great one. Yeah. Because I think Kenneth Walker, everyone kind of knew that he was going to be the guy eventually. Just no one knew how or when. Jamal Williams, you took him on a whim. 
And you're, congratulations. Congrats. I mean, that's an unbelievable find. I know I did. I took him without DeAndre Swift. Yeah. I took him without DeAndre Swift in a couple places, and I took him with DeAndre Swift in one. So I'll give myself a little pat on the back of that one. Uh, the biggest steal for the wide receivers. Uh, okay, I have mine. I have mine too. All right. it's pro- I think it's the same guy. I think three, two, one. Amari Christian Cooper. Kirk. Ooh, that was another one that I thought of too. But we talked about it. We talked about it, Christian talked Kirk. Talked about it. I was thinking about two other guys though, because one, sure. um, I I liked him a lot this year, but I couldn't draft him because he was kept everywhere because I don't do – next year will be a standard redraft because every other year. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Um, has to be he yeah I, i'm on ross st brown and um Would honestly st brown's a top 10 wide receiver next year i think i might but jameson williams may i gotta see how that that situation looks but sure um and also another one how about chris olave yeah yeah great one and christian watson christian watson if roger stays with the packers is gonna be an interesting i might have to keep christian watson next year as a 13th round keeper what about tyler lockett yeah, people wrote him off. Yeah, people did write him off. And, and him and Gino didn't write back. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And for the tight ends, that there's been such thing as a steal at this godforsaken position. I mean, maybe, maybe. Um. <laughs> uh, you know. I mean, not really, if we're being honest. I mean, if you got Travis Kelsey in like the back end of round two, I guess I would say I would say up until the injury, Dallas Goddard was sure, just... sure, yeah, Hawkinson maybe, yeah, maybe, um, Cole Komet, he basically was free. Really, only had two good weeks though. Yeah, that's fair. Hayden Hurst, nah, yeah, okay, we're we're I'm just clutching it. I'm just, yeah, I'm, you're, I'm you're clutching grasping for straws right here. now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Paul, for uh, for taking up much more time. Holy crap! Um, and then stick around for the end of the show because we have a uh, a musical performance today. We have a musical performance for the ages. And then number twelve, the final question. This is from Greg. Uh, Greg is from Brooklyn, New York. No, by the way, Brooklyn. ten and five under Jock Vaughn. Great job, Coach. He seriously. How is ja- how is Jacques Vaughn? I'm sorry, I know, but how is Jacques Vaughn not in the coach of the year conversation? And how is Kevin Durant not in the MVP conversation? Uh, Kevin Durant should scoring. be in the MVP conversation. Jacques Vaughn, Jacques Vaughn has only coached 15 games. Too early for that. My, but my friend, he did you is see? Closing in on that. He is doing a phenomenal job. He's got that team playing, and somehow he's got them focused. To get the, that team to focus, his whole brother. Well, put it this way: they they, they shouldn't they shouldn't need miracles when you when you have Kevin Durant on that team, and somehow they need miracles, and it's working out for them. I just I can't believe it. Uh, Twelve. This is this is from Greg from Brooklyn, New York. Don't sleep till Brooklyn. Uh, Greg needs one and non Dawson Knox or Jawan Johnson. Knox for me. Knox for me as well. Beautiful. And you get hopefully hopefully you go Dawson Knox on Thursday night. By the way, a status uh, update. Right speaking before- of which. Go oh, ahead. we didn't pick the game. We didn't pick the game. Oh, we are idiots. Quick, rapid fire. Who wins the game? Who wins the game tonight? Buffalo, New England. Bills in a blowout. I'm going Bills 28-24, not a blowout. I'm going Buffalo 33-17. to 17. Mm. 
Okay. And what were you saying before uh, before we realized we didn't pick the game like idiots? Christian McCaffrey has told reporters he will play on Sunday. Oh, How nice excellent. Like we need confirmation. Yeah. Dickhead. All right, Jake. It's time. Starts of the week. Let's take a look at how we did last week, shall we? So. At the quarterback position. Chosen one. Joe Burrow. That was good. Jake, you went for Justin Herbert. That was exceptional. I went with Jeff Wilson. It was too good because Miami pulled everybody in the middle of the third quarter. Jake, you went with Michael Carter. Got hurt. Got hurt. Yeah. Could have predicted that. Uh, I went with Terry McLaurin, which, eek. Jake went with Chris Godwin. Ding, ding, ding. The Jake went with Foster Moreau, scored. And I went with Gerald Everett, who was absolute dog shit, but who was in dog shit at the tight end position. Now it is time for week 13. Uh, Jake, I went first last week, so it is your turn to go first. Who was your start of the week at the quarterback position? Trevor Lawrence. Oh, man. Well, I said it was going to be one of the two quarterbacks from that game, so... It's not Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to go Jared Goff. Fair. And then for the running back position, um, I am going to cover my ass with two of them. Um, If there is no Najee Harris, I'm going with Jalen Warren. If there, if Najee Harris does play, give me Jeff Wilson. Considered Wilson. I'm going David Montgomery. Ooh, that was the other one that I considered. That's actually a very good shout. Even with Justin Fields potentially back, you're not concerned? No. Okay. Uh, your wide receiver start of the week, sir. I'm going Tyler Lockett. Very good one. Hinted at it yesterday on the preview show, but yes. You always did. notoriously good against the Rams. You got Jalen Ramsey, DK Metcalf, and, uh, you know, Gino loves himself some Tyler Lockett, too. So I think a big day is in order for Tyler Lockett. Uh, give me Keenan Allen against the Las Vegas Raiders. Another good one. And then for the tight ends, give me Dalton Schultz on Sunday night versus the Colts. I'm going with the game with a ton of scoring. I'm going Hayden Hurst. I think he scores on Sunday. Hmm. Okay. Not a bad shout at all. So, the starts of the week for Jake, Trevor Lawrence, David Montgomery, Tyler Lockett, Hayden Hurst. I have gone with Jared Goff, Jeff Wilson, slash Jalen Warren, Keenan Allen, and Dalton Schultz. Well, that is going to be it for this edition of the Week 13 Mailbag. Thank you to everyone who submitted your questions. Thank you to everyone who is listening. There's one more thing that we have to do before we go. Jake, let's rewind to week one 
where we made an agreement that if a certain player were to score a touchdown that week on this program, we would play a certain song. Do we know what that song is? Hit it, Brittany. It's Brittany, bitch.
the unstoppable danger. Uh, you're gonna have to remove me. Cause I ain't going nowhere. No, 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 no. <laughs> 